on last week's Irrevelations. Let's talk about things that we leave outside for God, like Santa Claus. An Israelite, whose father was Egyptian, so we know he was from the wrong side of the tracks, gets in a fight and in the midst of it, uh, says some shit, some regrettable shit. He says, Yahweh can eat my ass, I think. We all want this guy fucking dead. And they're like, yeah, yeah, get him. You know, and all of a sudden someone smashes a storefront. And they're like, this is what God wants. That's like if like my neighbor's like, hey, yeah, so I'm in this cult and I'm supposed to my neighbor's wives. Like, whenever they're just getting a little too frisky, I pull up my gun. They go, okay, all right, party's over, you know? Oh, okay. It means literally, like, plant seeds. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, the Edomites out here eating a bunch of cum. <laughs> if you do not follow my commandments, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to beat the out of you. I'm going to put such whores on you. I'm going to give you fever, disease, and destroy your eyes. That's like when your girl's like, and the sex wasn't even good. Oh, you like a you like a non-living god? You like a f***ing dead god? Well, how about I give you a dead body to worship your dead god and then f***ing toss you on it like a f***ing stack of shit. You're like, yeah, thanks, God. With gods like these, who needs Satan's? Before we turn to the world, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Numbers, 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 no, I like it. I think that uh, it shows how broken not only we are, but also the Bible is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know the the, the Discord is. Well. Yeah, this is Discord. In fact, that's our sponsor this week is Discord sucking. <laughs> I was gonna just say uh, General Discord, but sure, the app is. Oh, working. nice, nice General yeah. Discord. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens when you name your app over how much it sucks. You know. Indeed. And you know it's how, like you know. it's like how I was named Grant. After famous General Ulysses S. Grant, who, <laughs> who uh, oppressed the South during yeah. the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was named after... Did I ever tell you how I was named? What I was named after? No. Uh, my mom did. was in the hospital for like an ultrasound. She was pregnant with me. And she was watching Days little, of Our Lives. Little Lump of Coal. Yeah, Little Lump of Coal. <laughs> And uh, she was watching Days of Our Lives, and the credits rolled, and like one of the key grips, or just one of the random people that worked there in the credits, she was like, oh, yes, key grip, Cole, whatever. That's what we'll name our child after. That's as much thought as went into it. Wow. I like, bet yeah, you feel so loved every time she tells that story. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, I sponsored this episode with this sound. Ah, the sound of a million grandmas drinking Fresca. <laughs> Fresca's delicious. I don't know if we can get them to spot to this. I can't imagine anyone wants their name attached to this, but I fucking love Fresca. I feel uh, like we could get like a maybe like a fedora salesman to sponsor us. 
<laughs> or a, a, uh, mall, uh, a mall samurai sword salesman. Yeah, fedora and lightly used trench coats salesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're big in that in that world. We're big in that. Um, Man, I told someone I was at that bachelor party this weekend, right? Right. I told someone about the show, yeah. and I got a hilarious. Okay, I'm not making fun of the guy, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, reading the Bible, and you know, Cole is a born and raised atheist. I grew up in the church, and you know, I'm kind of figuring things out. You know, but we're reading the whole Bible, and it's a little. I told him it's a little irreverent, and he's like, right. "Well, he's like, I just want you to be careful." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "It might just get you. It might." That's our advice. That's going to be the number, f- the motto for numbers. It might just. It might just you. get you. It might just get you. <laughs> fuck a uh, fuck. You might just love thing. numbers. Who knows? Um, I was uh, when I was I was as I mentioned pri- previously, I was drunk in Biloxi gambling. Of course. And uh, I was talking about, I was just sitting there playing blackjack, just fucked up. Um, and I was just like, hey, uh, I just told the other people, hey, you guys want to learn about the Bible? And they're like, no, we don't. And I was like, ah, you should listen to my podcast. We get into it. And he's like, are you guys experts on the Bible? I was like, we're the opposite. That's the gimmick. That's the whole fucking. <laughs> what if you heard from the person who knew nothing about it? Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's, a, that's the unique viewpoint we bring. It is, isn't it? We're, and- like, uh, we're like those moms on Facebook giving you medical advice. Yeah, <laughs> we're the we're the Jenna McCarthy's of, of the Bible. Uh, Bible, the Bible. Yeah, some people study this their whole life so that they can uh, preach it to a congregation, and we're just here, boom, hot and fast, slinging it. You know, whatever, dude. We have James L. Kugel weighing I think in. We do it. I think we do it better. I mean, you know, yeah. we do our research. I think this. If you're just tuning in now, which why again? Why would you? And this, I can't imagine a worse chapter to jump in on book, than, but okay. Whatever. Oh, I, I always do that. You do. <laughs> it's a chapter. I feel like, is it a book of books? What is this, like a encyclopedia? It's a, book. It's a um, anthology? Yeah, an anthology of books with okay. chapters and verses. Okay, okay. all right. I would call it book, chapter I, of numbers, sub-chapter. Oh, boy. And then what? Then what would you call the actual verses? Ants? Verses. They're, they're verses in the sub-chapters. No, that actually was a good, good yeah. answer. Yeah. All right. From there on in, I'm calling it chapter numbers. Uh, although I'll be the only person. That, uh, chapter of Revelations, and people are like, what? That doesn't have the same same fucking ring to it. Um, I. So, for those of you tuning in, we're about to get into numbers. We are. And, I mean, you kind of know what's going on in here, but I'll tell you, numbers is the one where I was the most leery about it. Because anytime you mention, like, oh, by the way, I'm reading the Bible, everyone's like, like grabs your shoulder, they grip you hard they go well wait till you get to numbers and they just kind of give you this dead-eyed look in their eyes you know I'm like fucking wait just you wait i'm like what have you seen so <laughs> you know, like, so uh i guess i'm the opposite of excited well yeah because numbers you know you, you think it's going to be all right well it does open up with a lot of numbers we'll get to that in a second um but also i think numbers are deceptively cool so some people see numbers and they picture like that uh that gif of um Zach Galifianakis with all the numbers playing in his head and, you know, just like a bunch of confusing nonsense floating around. When I think of numbers, I picture someone writing uh, 58008 on a calculator, flipping it upside down. It says boobs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you just got to change so, the fucking... You just, you just dumped the fucking paradigm right on its ass. Exactly, dude. Numbers are badass. Numbers are badass. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, it does have that stigma. Like... Everyone knows that Numbers is the part of the Bible that you just don't read, right? Like, and growing up in a church, that was the – it's like you were talking about how people grab your arm. It's because they grew up in church, 
and they have been traumatized by numbers by everyone being like, oh, like, what are we a bunch of what are we a bunch of math nerds? What are we next? Are we going to believe in global warming? Are we going to read numbers? <laughs> I think that if numbers is like a movie scene, it's like that ass to ass scene from uh, Requiem for a Dream. It's got that same reputation. Like you kind of need people to sh- you know shepherd you through it. You're like, yeah, this is a fucked up movie, but don't worry, it's going to get a lot worse right there at the end. Yeah, I guess that's a weird thing to compare it to. <laughs> numbers is like the ass to ass scene. What's in Requiem the, for a Dream? What's the other ass? Is it Deuteronomy or is it Leviticus? Uh, or are they both the asses and numbers know. is the dildo? We haven't done Deuteronomy. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, the, a, it's the whole scene. It's just the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Not dirty. Dirty, uh, dirty. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like uh, like if the Bible is... Um, oh, let's just skip this bit. Just cut this part. I don't have an analogy. No, no, no. Please, please. I love this. This is going to go into our... Our other podcast, Metaphors about the Bible by <laughs> Just, I was thinking about, uh, do you ever see Grand Torino? Yeah, I love that movie. I did too, kind of. I liked it. But I remember I saw it in theaters, and I didn't quite realize just how overt the racism was going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how horrible, even just the normal parts, like the rape and stuff like that. I just was like, oh, wow, I'm in for a show. Yeah. And uh, I remember when he started uh, just being really racist to Asians that most of the Asians in the theater just got up and left. And really? And I was like, man, this is bad. And then it got to like... Do the you live in California like, or something? Oh, this movie is really bad. I don't know Florida, but... Uh... But they were just like... I think it was like someone's like first date. But like, hey, have you heard of... Oh, yeah. That's a, wow. <laughs> like, Let's go see this. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a bad call. But What, uh, what like kind of person like, is like first date? I'm going to take my, my new girlfriend to... Uh, a, a documentary about Clint Eastwood's life. Like this, <laughs> how's that? Clint Eastwood's idea? wet dream. Uh, Grand Torino. Uh, I like that movie. Uh, you know what movie I didn't like in kind of uh, that I bet you tell me. <laughs> Actually, we already talked about this. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Us. Oh, yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't. Have you seen No spoilers. It no, no, no. I I'll, I'll get around to it. I'm too sick. Like as it. you can probably hear, Podiots. Agreed. I'm not doing I so hot. Why are we referencing that? When I was sick, people <clears throat> didn't even pick up on it because my audio is normally shit. Just because you always sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> my voice is horrendous. No, as, uh, soon as, I'm, as soon as I'm healthy enough to go into a movie theater, I'm going to go see us. And then oh, we can you? talk about it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. There's nothing better than uh, uh, talking about a movie weeks after it came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. No People love that. I saw it I saw it three days ago. I'm not, not to say anything about it, but I saw it a couple days ago, and uh, I don't think it's been out that long, but they put me in the tiny theater. Seats oh, like really? 40 people, you know. What time did you see it at? Uh, I saw it prime time, 7 o'clock. On the oh, wow. I thought you were going to be like noon. <laughs> I do that. I do that. Well, I won't do it anymore. Um you know, like sometimes I'd be like working remote and I'd just be like, fuck it. All right. You know, I'm just going to go take some time off, go see a movie while I'm waiting yeah. on some emails and then just have that as your lunch right. break. Yeah. Just get right back to it when I get home, you know? And, um, I went and saw, uh, God, what did I see? Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in theaters Ooh. by myself, uh, 30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday, you know? Yeah. 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 I guess in the pre-noon. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm the only one in the theater. I'm like, well, this will be kind of an interesting experience. I don't often get to sit in a big empty theater all by myself. And then in walks in this guy wearing a fucking Palmia shirt and camouflage cargo pants. And I was like, Oh fuck. And he sat down right next to me, which is crazy because it's assigned seating. So it's not too crazy. He must've been like, Oh, there's one of the seats, but he must've known I was already there when he bought the tickets. (laughs) You know, like it it shows you who's sitting there. So he was like, yep. 
just me and whoever the guy in D4 is. We're going to be, welcome to the show, I'm coming. Well, did you um, have the best seat in the house? I had the best seat in the house. Well, see, that's why. Best. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. he could have sat above me. But whatever, my point is, is that he must have been like, yep, fuck it, let's do it. Wouldn't you have been uh, so nervous if he was above you the whole movie, though? <laughs> I just hear like these school, like, <laughs> <laughs> at least you can keep an eye on him if he's next to you. Uh, yeah, I keep an eye on him. but it was even worse. I would rather that have happened than what actually happened, which I, I think he was like, hey, you're here alone at a movie theater. You must not have friends. And I was like, and you know, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of force friendship on you and pretend we've known each other for years. Uh, and you know what people who've known each other for years do? They talk about the movie. Uh, as they're watching it to each other, you know, like I'll be able to give you all that color commentary I've been building up inside that I normally just spew in the, the form of uh, sexual harassment on uh, Gamergate, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, don't, don't do this. So it was oh just us God. sitting in the movie and him just like, uh, like, you know, every now and then I'd be like, by the way, I killed your mom. And he's like, that son of a bitch. And he just looked right at me. and I was like, I, I'm watching the same movie you are. We don't have to. We don't have to do this, man. <laughs> you know? And I wasn't gonna give up. I wasn't gonna give up the best seat in the house for that guy. So then we just ended up sitting there with me hearing him just tr- like try to make jokes and then look at me to see if they were landing. That's the worst. Holland notes you make my dreams come true is playing in his head as he says all these things. <laughs> yeah. He's just He's like, oh, he yeah. just, I could tell that his hand was just inching closer to mine. I was like, you better not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I, I, I won't, I, I won't, I, I'm too afraid now. I won't go see a movie by myself anymore. I gotta have a team. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the Bible? <laughs> yeah, finally. Uh, let's do it. Fucking numbers. Uh, and what is this, episode 29? 29, yeah, I believe yeah, so. I've been doing this for a minute. Normally yeah, we, we give up. I mean, I know we're like, we're almost past the point where the novelty's even gone. This is just something we do. Yeah, it's like a job that doesn't pay us anything. You know, it pays dividends in friendship. and It does. La- and, and laughs at jokes that probably only you and I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you can make a podcast together, you're, like, you're building, you're, you're building uh, an unbreakable uh, link. All right? Like, I don't care. Because we have to sit here and agree on what needs to get cut out. We got to agree on what's going to go in our little fun recaps. Again, yeah. I'm not trying to, like, show behind the curtain here too much, but right. that's a lot of... You know, yeah, and with, with an abrasive personality like yours, it's quite an undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> try to re- try to uh, try to redo a kitchen with me. You'll fucking find out. All right. Yeah. No. No. I'll leave that to Missy. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like that our podcast exists. I like that our I feel like it's like Hitler's paintings. Like no matter what we do in the future, no matter what horrors we unleash, people will be able to go back and be like, "Man, his paintings suck too." You know. <laughs> <laughs> Good, 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 good. <laughs> Way better than the ISIS takes you had last couple weeks ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, so for those of you that didn't think we were Nazis yet and are now really confused, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the book of numbers. Um, oh. Like we said, there are a lot of numbers in here. It is going to be a slog at times, but I'm going to go out on a limb now just from the few chapters we've read and prepped for this episode and say you're going to be at least a little bit pleasantly surprised. Um, now, real quick, uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in to this show, we're at Revelations. We're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to. My name is Grant DeVoist. I'm Cole Deluski. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're picking up the heavy rocks, you know? We're picking we're, up we're, the heavy rocks. We're putting them down in other places. Um, we just got now into the fourth book of the Bible. And uh, let, let's talk about it. Chapter yes. one. So, uh, well, 
they always do that. Let's hang back on one second. What, uh, what, 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 else, are, what else do we have to cover before so we talk about... So let's introduce the book. This we did. We talked about numbers. And we talked about how uh, you type boobs on that calculator. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So the Hebrew have two names for this book. I'm reading Ooh. from my concordance. I didn't... So I'm just... Uh, this didn't require much... Re- I didn't research it beyond... Cole learned story. Hebrew for this podcast is what he's saying. <laughs> uh... Waya Dabber, I assume that's how you pronounce it. I don't think I'm doing enough spitting compared to what I've heard in the, from people who actually speak Hebrew. But Waya Dabber, meaning and he said, or Bimidar, in the wilderness. Um, and those are sort of descriptive, kind of between the two of them, you kind of get an idea of what we're about to get into. This is what God was talking about while they were in the wilderness. Yeah, so um, actually the name is way better than Numbers, right? I like numbers. It's mysterious. It's like it's obviously been to a, uh, you know, they actually talked about it a little bit. Uh, you know, it's like they, they um, what's that where they take it to like a committee and they have to decide on it like the way they do like a pilot for a movie. You know? Oh sure, sure. They workshopped yep. it. They workshopped it. I know, but the Hebrew names are just more interesting. That's all. We just call it Titans, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, bitch!" Oh yeah, yeah, badass. John Wick. Um, do you? Before we get into it, so we are going to get into numbers and. There, there's certain things I what do you think about the numbers that are in the Bible is there any significance to that or is it just bullshit um so you're just to be clear, you're, you're talking about the uh the not the proper noun version of numbers now I'm talking about just numbers little in, in general, little in numbers a little in what about all the numbers in the Bible before we get into the you just gotta numbers. let me know which n word you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so I think that no I think the numbers in the Bible don't mean anything and I think a lot of crazy ass people think they do mean something and that's that's about all I have to say on it. Uh, yeah, I was watching um, what's that show that used to exist? Penn and Teller's Fullas, uh, not Fullas, uh, bullshit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I like that show. I don't like them personally. I didn't really like their personalities on it. It just kind of was obnoxious. But uh, I like the show, um, uh, for what it was. They're surprisingly yeah. on point when it comes to like scientific method and stuff like that. But anyway, they were talking about uh, doomsday preppers. And uh, a lot of them were like former, as part of my other, my fascination with doomsday preppers and people that think the world's going to end and stuff like that. But a lot of them were like, not stupid people, but like accountants and mathematicians and engineers and stuff like that. And um, maybe, maybe they were like, we're people that look for patterns, you know, like, okay. But they were like, you know how many times the number seven is in the Bible? And how many times the number 40? And if you break it down and you apply like a number for every letter in the King James Bible, you know, A being one and B being two, and if you calculate them and then do an algorithm, I notice that the world's going to end October 3rd. You're like, shut the fuck up. Uh, like, especially considering how many times this book was revised by people who had nothing to do with each other, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, there's just, no way that one person, unless you believe in like some sort of weird Illuminati or that God himself, I guess, was directing them to like, which I, I guess... Mean, I think, Could be invalid. I, yeah, I think if God directed evolution, then he must have decided, you know, uh, what parts of the book they, the uh, Council of Trent took yeah. out or whatever, uh, which, Catholics and shit. Which numbers would make it into your, like, skateboarder's Bible in 2019? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, to me, it just seemed like utter bullshit. It's just one of the many ways that people throw away their whole lives over bullshit, you know? Yeah, which is what we all do, I guess. But Which is what like this a, whole Bible's kind of about. It's like a too existential on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, welcome to numbers. Uh, All right. Let's, let's tear this, this shit. tear it open. So <laughs> yeah. what's the funnest way, to, funnest thing you can do with numbers? I would say count people. What about you? Uh, you're absolutely right. I can't Besides the any... calculator boobs. Yeah. Calculator the, boobs is great. And but, then uh, counting people. So, uh, numbers one starts off with God coming down to Moses and be like, by the way, 
Uh, we're going to institute a draft, and I need you to take a census. And this draft is a pretty cool draft because instead of just having uh, conscripting like a percentage like we would normally do in a draft, every man over 20 who is at least somewhat able is now in the army. All right. Isn't that kind of like the modern way the military works in Israel? Like don't everyone them, like, serves, but not just men. And Belgium. Women yeah, do well, too. Yeah, women do too. That's how progressive they've become. Yeah. But um, <laughs> every everyone can shoot a a, a tank miss or a tank uh, artillery. I was deliberately weapon. not going to talk about it because I've been seeing a lot of shit about like <laughs> Palestine and yeah, Israel. Yeah, we won't get into kinda, that. Yeah, that's not. But uh, suffice to say, they have pretty aggressive uh, drafting policies in Israel. Yeah. And that's, it started here. And I think numbers. Palestine has something similar, but I think theirs is even more aggressive. It's just every man, woman, and child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who can take a bullet. <laughs> Anyone who can throw a rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and some who can't even. <laughs> Anyone um, who can be inside of a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, stand on, anyone who can stand on the side of a road. Guess what? You're in the <laughs> army. <laughs> Okay. Woo! All oh, right. Boy. So, hot takes, hot takes. So, everywhere. So, Israel. Um, so uh, on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt. So that just kind of puts it there. Uh, now we know where we're at. Two now we know out. where we're at. It's been two years and two months uh, since they left Egypt, just to kind of tell you how long they've been wandering the desert thus far. And God yes, finally yes. comes down to Moses like, all right, by the way. Uh, you got to go find everyone who is old enough to fight who's a male. So first what he does is he appoints the leader of each tribe, or the head of the family. or he, Not necessarily appoints, but uh, recognizes the leader of each tribe. Um, let's not read all those names because they're hard to read, and everyone's going to forget them the moment they come off my lips. Uh, but uh, it, it runs but through. Do you want, I think do you as a reminder, let's talk, let's talk the essentially 13 tribes that are in play. Okay. Just as a so reminder. He, so, yeah, this is basically in order of age. Uh, you have Reuben, Simeon, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, and then the two sons of Joseph, right? Joseph's tribe was split into two so that he would get a double inheritance. And his sons were Ephraim and Manasseh, and then Benjamin the youngest, Dan, Asher, Gad, and Naphtali. Actually, and I guess those aren't in order of age. That's in order of, like, just wh- how important the, the wife was, right? Uh, I guess. No, because Reuben, Simeon, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulon were all Leah. Joseph and Benjamin were Rachel, and then Dan, Asher, Gad, and Naphtali were the concubines, I think. Who knows? I have to look a bit, because we're missing the Levites, and the Levites were definitely... True. They were Simeon's brother, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it might even just be fucking random. Yeah. Um, but those are... The, so essentially the 13 quote-unquote tribes, because if you recall when um, Jacob blesses Joseph, he blesses both his sons and raises them up to be basically equal to the rest of his sons. Correct. So, so a double portion for Joseph since he did all the sweet Pharaoh shit. <laughs> he did earn it. He earned it. He did enslave that. all of he did enslave all of Egypt. So Yeah. D- boss moves, dude. Hashtag boss buddy. Um, um Okay, so those are all the sons, right? And then it also lists the name of the current heads of each of those tribes, which mm-hmm. we will not read because yeah, that I refuse to do. We probably won't even uh, but they all have really crazy ass names. It's great. Um and so God says, right, their, here, go ahead. I was say, God goes to each of them and says, here's the, the leader um, of each group. Um, and now that we, here we are, we're sitting in the desert of Sinai, right? Uh, here is how many men we have been able to determine are over the age of 20 
and able to serve in an army. All right. Do you want to run through those numbers? It's not fun. Um, I don't think we need to run through the numbers individually. Uh, I, I don't give a shit. It's not worth the time. But we can at least say what the final sum was. Sure. So each uh, of them are in the right. Each of these 12 tribes. Now, this is not including Levi. We're going to get to him. But in those 12 tribes, not including Levi, there's in the range of like forty to 70,000 able-bodied men over the age of 20 for a grand total of 603,550 men in the army. Right. Um, I would imagine at this time, uh, if you were doing like a, uh, there's a specific word for when you do a graph of all the, uh, population by age, you know? Sure. I can't remember what it's called now, but for third world countries, like what they're coming from, or even, I don't know, I don't even know what you'd call, <laughs> I don't even know what you call tribes, but, uh, there's going to be a pretty heavy slant towards younger generations because they're just not living that long. So uh, I would expect there to be a lot more younger people than there are older people. Yes. So, and what was it that your concordance estimated? You didn't you have uh, my, my concordance estimates that, uh, well, so based on sort of that breakdown, if there's 600 and change thousand uh, men between, you know, in fighting age, then you probably have a total population of around two to three million, which is kind of what was stated um, in, in Exodus, in Exodus right? or Exodus, Leviticus, yeah. one of them. Well, I think I guess Exodus, it was Exodus. Yeah, yeah Exodus, you're right. When they, you're right. when they were in the <clears throat> desert, but because uh, they kind of broke it down. Oh man, now I'm thinking about it. They did mention how many men were leaving, and therefore, like you had to assume about as many women, and then probably about too many. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, six hundred something thousand dudes, yeah. not somewhere, including the Levites. Somewhere upward of two million people total. Which again, we'll we'll point out, archaeologically speaking. Pretty impossible. much impossible for that yeah. to have happened. Um, one well, thing I did—it's not impossible for it to have happened. It's just impossible for us not to know if it had happened. Like and it's also it kind of impossible considering the water situation in an actual desert with too many people. <laughs> even if yeah. you had a way to make it clean with sticks or whatever, it's not going to. I mean, just even the fucking toilet situation. I mean, we no, nah, you can poop anywhere. So. Hmm. One thing I did a deep dive in, because I got really fascinated by that 603,550 people that were in the army, right? So I compared it to some other ancient and not, even not so ancient um, armies. For the Romans, um, the peak Imperial Roman army, all auxiliary and Imperial soldiers counted for, the most they ever had serving for them at, at the height of their power was in 211 AD under Severus, there was 450,000 soldiers. So that's already like 150,000 less than these Hebrews out in the desert just eating quails and stuff. I mean, uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll bump these out real quick. The Tang Dynasty uh, between the 7th and 10th century, uh, which had 50 to 80 million people living in it, um, the army peaked at about 574,000, so still a, a, bit, a good bit less than this Hebrew army. And then the Mongol army that did so much destruction uh, in their time was about one-sixth the size of this uh, Israelite army. So pretty crazy to consider how all like awe-inspiringly enormous this army is millennia before some of these other army that I'm talking about, or, or at least half a century, I mean, or half of a millennia. Even if you count like Alexander the Great, he only ever really had about like under 50,000 people you know, at any one time in, in yeah. his army. Yeah. So this is an insane number to wrap your head around. I wonder what the size of uh, Xerxes' army size. He peaked, they, they, it's hard to say, but I looked that up and some estimates say up to a million. Oh, Um, so, so. But also, when you consider how. But that was controlling 
the, yeah, the Achaemenid Persian Empire and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and so that's all under all these like uh, vassal kings over a space that is just impossible to even wrap your head around, really. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you're talking about. Uh, so it's a pretty massive force, which is interesting because I think as we're going to get into it, it's going to become kind of clear that despite them being ginormous army, that these guys are a bunch of pussies. That they're going to be uh, terrified of the forces that they're going to be encountering, which must be fractions of their size. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They have to be. I mean, their army has to be, it, again, which is in one small desert, right? Yeah. Has to be larger than the armies of every surrounding civilization combined, easily. I mean, and when you can factor that uh, <laughs> Simeon and Levi put an entire city to the sword, just the two of them, that yeah. I'd, be, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. Uh, They're God tier. Yeah. Uh, the end of chapter one of Numbers basically just states that the Levites are not part of this count. They are not called to attack. They're a support class. Correct. So they're going to be doing pre-shit. Doing that pre-shit. Yeah. Which so is that's, uh, important, I guess. I don't know. I'd be uh, yeah. about it. But. I mean... I want to keep this god happy. I don't know about you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, friends like these. Yeah. Um, so please, please let us look at your butt, oh god. <laughs> um, so numbers two. Um, mine. My Bible titles this the tribes and leaders by armies. That's right, and this is going to just lay out basically. It's a tactical map of where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Previously, we listed all the tribes and their leaders, which would be more akin to, like, the prime ministers. And now we're talking about their armies, so this is more like their generals. Yes. So it's, it's a secondary rank below the ranking in tribes that we just mentioned in one, which you and I didn't mention, because who fucking cares? But um, Well, they don't even have the names of individuals here. They just have the names of the tribes, as far as I can tell. Well, Judah shall camp. Nishan, the son of Aminabad, shall be the leader of the children of Judah. So oh, I see. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it mentions the tribes and the leaders of their armies. So it's the same people, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, is it? Yeah. Is it Nishan, the leader of Judah? Yeah. I thought they were different people. <clears throat> no, same folks. Uh, oh, no, you're right. Okay, fuck it. Take it back. My bad. Yeah. Uh, so oops. go ahead. So basically, we have the center of Israelite life is that tabernacle, which we have spent the last I don't know what two months discussing how they built it and how to <laughs> keep it clean and stuff. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a theocracy. I'll give it that. It is that. So they now have nearby, but not in the city. Basically they have all of these different groups camped of all the different, uh, the different tribes. So there's four cardinal directions, right? In each cardinal direction, they have three different tribes. One that's like the leader tribe and then two like auxiliary tribes, I guess you'd say. Right. So to the East, which um, I believe, weren't you explaining to me that the well, East is like... Okay, so when we talked about um, like Mount Sinai, when Moses comes across it, they describe it as he goes to the back of the desert. Uh, and that's sort of an indication of the fact that uh, to the early Hebrews, they considered East, towards the rising sun, to be kind of, quote-unquote, forward. Sure, like so that's they, their north. They orientate to it. Where the sun so, comes from. Yeah. So the fact that Judah, and uh, as the head of the armies and the, his two auxiliaries, are on the east is kind of just like saying, like, well, they're in the uh, they're in the spearhead. They're in the, the head, head, the head spot. Yeah. So in- yeah, to the east is camped Judah with the tribes of Issachar and Zebulon, right? So they're all that side. Uh, to the south, you've got Reuben with Simeon and Gad. 
Um, mm-hmm. The Levites, it says, kind of in the middle here, it says are all camped right around the middle. Um, right. They're the last line of defense. They're Delta Force. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Priest Force. <laughs> um, to the west, you've got Ephraim with Manasseh and Benjamin under him or his tribe. And then to the north is Dan with Asher and Naphtali's tribes. So they're all scattered. They're all set about at these four different points uh, to defend the inner section where Levi's tribe, which is Moses and Aaron included, are uh, are keeping an eye on the tabernacle itself. It's it's, it's the uh, it's the Hebrew equivalent of like a ball of ants just rolling down the ocean. They all just got to form around the queen, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. <laughs> it's actually just like that. That's where the, <laughs> the ants got it from, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Uh, and basically, they just form a, a phalanx with their bodies to protect the uh, the tabernacle. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny that here they all are. Um, They've been thrown out of Egypt, which was this enormous, amazing civilization. Now they're just out in a desert. And what what do, you, what do you picture this even looks like? Like, there isn't any kind of structures, right? They only have tents. I'm just, I'm trying to even, is it Burning Man? Is it is it Woodstock? I, what do you think? I think it'd be like Burning Man, where it's kind yeah. of, it's, it's probably more like Fire Festival. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think of it as like Burning Man. I, I think it was a bunch of... Uh, you know, a bunch of tents in the center. You know, it's kind of like, um, I guess it's a, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones when they're on the march, you know, is that yeah. you erect these semi-structures and some people's tents are nicer than other people's tents, you know. For and sure. they're like, well, shit, if we're going to be living in the desert, at least we're the Levites, you know, living in our uh, snack-filled super tent. Yeah, where everyone has to, like, clean us off all the time and bring us free meat yeah. and bread and yeah. virgins. The yeah, it's, <laughs> I sure as shit wouldn't want to be in tribe uh, Naphtali. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck Gross. that. Um, but uh, so they, so they basically just form a phalanx around the uh, thing. You know, and there doesn't seem to be any hostile threats, right? I mean, other, I know we're going to get into that later eventually. The but. other thing, and I don't know if it's important, but if you recall, the priests have to wear like these like stones that represent. Oh yeah, each of the tribes, mm-hmm. and there's I guess some. It's just kind of weird that even this long ago that kind of bullshit was important. That they're like, well, what about our flag? And what about our creed? And what about our sigil and our stones? And we all got to have, we all got to be organized, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I've played games of StarCraft that were less organized than this shit, you know? Yeah, it's probably totally coincidental that that's how a lot of other groups did this at that time. Uh, are you joking? Or what do you mean? Yeah, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get it. I don't know. It could be a coincidence. But it, it's just kind of interesting that they each have their banners and their flags and their sigils. Like, we're Team Judah, and they're all fucking chest pumping shit. And they're like, yeah, fuck Dan, you know? It's like summer camp. That's what <laughs> I, think of. <laughs> I was thinking it's like, uh, it's like, we're the swimming fishes, and we're the running rams. And it's like, yeah, it's like college football, you know? Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, Lord of the Flies was something. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, so basically, those first two chapters are kind of like here's everyone but the Levites. Correct. And number three is like, and now it's time for the fucking Levites, God's chosen, chosen people. Yeah, the extra special boys. Yeah. <laughs> God made all men equal, but he made the Levites just a little bit more equal than everybody yeah. else. They can summon like God powers and stuff. Yeah. They can do like a really cool stand. God gives them an extra, extra inch for the, from the circumcision. <laughs> you get to keep a little meat. <laughs> you get to keep a little bit. Slinging that dick. It looks like a poodle. Uh, so, um, so, 
I feel like three starts with a little jab, you know? Uh, like, he's like, okay, these are the records of Aaron and Moses, uh, and these are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Elizer, and Ithamar. Oh, by the way, if you don't recall, I fucked up Nadab and Abihu a little while ago. You know what they did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Aaron has these four sons, minus, of course, two of them. <laughs> minus the two that I killed for just reason. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. imagining Moses is like, you had every right to do that. I can't believe they talked to you that way. And he's like, I know. Yeah, their incense didn't smell right. Oh, my God. I just like, I'm such a victim of their profane fire. I What was I supposed to do? Oh, you guys are the right God. <laughs> Only well, he certainly taught you. them. Yeah, so he taught him a he taught him a fierce lesson. They won't make that. They won't. Uh, t- uh, in God's defense, they won't make that mistake again. That's probably true, unless uh, people have to put up offerings in hell. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then maybe they're still doing it. Uh, so basically, uh, Abihu and Nadab were in charge of like um, the incense burning for God. Uh, they fucked that job up. Sorry, you know, one strike and you're done. They're dead. And then Elias. El- Eliezer? Eliezer, Eliezer and Ithamar. Yeah. They're good names. Yeah. I like them. Uh, basically, they had to like take their spot, which must have been a great fucking day. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're fucking sons of Aaron. We're basically royalty. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And then they watch their brothers get fucked up. And then like Aaron just like pulls their fucking hat off their corpses, and, like tosses it to them. Like, all right, you guys got to get in there. You're up. Do you th- yeah, Ten so my, my, question, my question here is that is that like a horrible burden that's now put on them where they were kind of getting to coast as like the secondary sons? Or... Did they sprinkle a little something to that incense, make their brothers get roasted because they wanted the center stage? You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. Uh, could, you know, it could be. It could be they wanted they they, they they wanted that power. I made a note to dig into that deeper when I write my Bible fan fiction. <laughs> uh, that'll be a very niche market. They're like, what is this? The story of Eliezer. Who? Ah, the brother Nadab. All right. Uh, good luck out there. Put it on Tumblr. Really <laughs> sexy. Um, make them furries. That's what people like. Um, yeah, they are, aren't they? With the whole walk the goat into the woods or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so the God tells Moses, "All right, bring the Levites near and present them before Aaron, so that they may serve him." And basically, the Levites. He just basically uh, denotes that the Levites are like support class, and uh, where as all the other tribes um, get the easy job of fighting and dying in wars, the Levites, the real heroes, have to maintain a tent. And, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. And 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 cook meat all day long. Well, God cooks it right with the his uh, class. holy fire. Yeah, <laughs> they're like paladins. Um, um, and then so so God tells Moses, "All right, you shall appoint Aaron and his sons. They shall tend to their priesthood. But the outsider who comes near the tabernacle, he shall be put to death." Which is to me kind of like the Wizard of Oz type shit. You know, like oh, don't look back here. Don't look yeah. back here. Don't look at what we're doing. You're put to death. I'm doing all this priest work. It's so mystical. It's magical. You know, smoking shit coming out of this tent. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely bizarre. Them hot boxing um, with God. Yeah. So God, uh, the Lord says to Moses that um, the original deal, right, was whenever they got taken out of Egypt, was that God killed all the Egyptian firstborn as the tenth plague. Because he did that for them, without them asking, but well, that's neither here nor there. Because he did that for them, now, uh, for some incongruous reason, like I can't line this up in my head, but for some reason, because God killed all the Egyptian firstborn, now the Israelites owe him all of their firstborn, right? So to make things simpler, to consolidate all this, you owe your firstborn to me, God, 
to make it simple, instead of saying every firstborn from every tribe has to come to me, he's like, all right, we'll cut a deal. All the Levites, every son, firstborn or otherwise, will come to me, and I'll just take my whole cut of children out of them, and they're all going to serve me. And that way I don't got to – all the other kids can just, like, go play soldier or whatever. Uh, so it's yeah. a weird it's kind of like God kind of walked in, like, by the way, remember that thing you didn't want me? You know, I went in there, I saved you from the Egyptians. You're welcome. You didn't have to ask. I took care of it. You're all good. Uh, but now you owe me your firstborn son. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a loaded gift. It's a weird flex. Uh, so I don't want to get too weeb on you, but I looked it up. Uh, uh, yeah. And there's a Japanese word called arigata miwaku. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Miwaku. I'm sure you are. But uh, it's uh, the feeling you have when someone does you a favor you didn't want them to do and which might have caused you trouble, but you have to act grateful anyway. And that's just what I thought about. Oh, yeah. I was reading this. Like, like, he's like, by the way, don't worry. Remember how you guys were living in the greatest city known to man? <coughs> no more of that shit. Now you get to live in the desert and fight over water. You're welcome. I'll expect yeah. some payment on Monday. You're like, ah, fuck this guy. Yeah. And if you're not happy, I will put you all to the sword and uh, then punish you seven times I, over. Yeah, I will. I will, I will waste your eyes. I will make you eat your kids. Like, thanks again. Can't stress it enough. Uh, I, 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 had something I, like I feel like here's what here's how I picture God in this moment is holding out a nine millimeter pistol with a lollipop sticking out of it and making you lick it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, to me, it's kind of like. Do you ever watch a, as good as it gets? I I think the old movie, right? With uh, Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of something else. Go on. Uh, anyway, uh, Jack Nicholson is this rich guy, and uh, he's a bit of an asshole. And he, uh, uh, her, the, the, he, he likes this waitress played by oh, what is her name? Doesn't matter. But basically, the kid has asthma. And he pays to have a very specialized doctor come and cure the asthma. It's <laughs> a way younger actress, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, way younger than him, you know. But. Um, He's like, you're welcome. I saved your son. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, and by the way, you don't mind uh, helping me out on a road trip. And she's like, so you're saying that because you saved my son, I owe you a favor? And he's like, is there any other way to look at it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, oh, thank you for going out of your way to do something I didn't ask you and are now imposing a favor on me. Whatever. You got it. Whatever you want. Yeah, it's really entitled for sure. <laughs> but I guess if you're God of the universe, you're allowed to be entitled. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's some, that's too deep, deep philosophically for me to really dive into right now. <laughs> but it, it definitely isn't exactly out of the goodness of his heart. It's kind of weird that um, God keeps holding the fact that he saved them from Egypt over their head, dangling it like a cookie, and then just kind of keeps enacting all these uh, debts they owe him. You know? Yeah, yeah, and just dra- and just dragging out their air quotes exodus where it's already been two years and we haven't really gotten anywhere <laughs> yeah we're still we're still in the desert right like yeah it's two years later i feel like after two years i'd be kind of looking back like kind of like <sighs> yeah the Nile river is dope i do kind of miss my life back in <laughs> for we sure make, we had to make bricks remember how bad that was oh yeah all those bricks we had to make Ugh. yeah oh wow yeah i had a job it was kind of fun actually yeah i got to <laughs> i got to be one of those i like one of those like i was one of those slaves where the master's wife fucked me and they're like oh yeah we're so much better now <laughs> remember how we fucked our sisters in egypt like no more of that though you guys you want yeah, to turn out like the dab in the bihu <laughs> so it's rough for them um what God does here is he sets up so sort of like how the twelve tribes were separated by into these little groups to take care of different jobs. There's the three sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. 
And under each of those sons, there are a few different clans. Mm-hmm. Uh, under Gershon, it's uh, Libni and Shemai. Under Kohath, it's Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. And under Merari, it's Mali and Mushi. So those are your, what, what do you, th- that's your eight clans, right? So each of those clans under the different sons of Levi are going to have different jobs. Um, and that's what we get into here. So do you want to talk about those? Um, so we can probably sum this up a little bit. So Gershon, uh, what is he in charge of? He's in charge of the, uh, first of all, there is 7,500 in the, I guess, sub-tribe of Gershonite, the Gershonites. Yeah. And they were to camp behind the tabernacle to the west. And their job was the uh, tent, the tabernacle, the screen, the doors, the hangings, the cords, all that bullshit. The Kind of the exterior of yeah. the uh, tent. So they're the first tri or the first clans up on uh, God's tour board. And they are dealing with all the facade. So all and, the stuff that you see. Yeah. And I'm not, you know... <clears throat> I'm not going to say it's too many cooks in the, you know, too many cooks in the in the kitchen here, but 7,500 people to take a like to take care of a tent. Yeah, but maybe they're big curtains. <laughs> so maybe maybe these curtains are like right. the American flag in a football game, you know. Yeah, they just they just need, they just need like but even then, I'm pretty sure I could undercut them. They better not run any like uh like any Mexicans Auditing. or something. Yeah, no. they <laughs> they're going to steal their jobs. Like, wow, did you guys spend 40, $450 on this hammer? Hmm. Mm. Um, mm. They need some. They need some. It, uh, I don't know. I don't know where these Hebrews could find some accountants, but they need to cook these books a little bit and great. figure some ways to cut costs. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, so next up is Kohath, uh, the son of Levi. His clans uh, were in charge of kind of the smaller details. The actually, like the meat of the tabernacle. Yeah. So they're taking care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, uh, anything to do the meat. with anything used for ministering. It's the stuff that's important, right? The stuff you got to be careful with, as we'll find out, I think, eventually in the Bible. Um, so they're dealing with some pretty cool shit, I guess. There I mean, was 8,600 of these guys in charge yeah. of taking care of, like, a lampstand. Yeah, some a table. Oh, good thing we have. I, I'm glad that there's more people in this tribe than the other one. That, that extra thousand should be a lot more equipped to handle the utensils. Yeah, but it might it might take, like, eight people to carry the ark. So you're already down to, what, 8,592. <laughs> that's a fair point <laughs> oh man what is this overhead um <laughs> you need to outsource this job yeah um so but the interesting thing is is uh, where are we gonna get to this uh so then the next tribe marari they basically deal with everything else so they're gonna deal with the structural supports the boards the um <clears throat> the bars the sockets the you know the pillars all that shit it sounds like they're doing the actual heavy lifting to me. Yeah, if it were me, like, oh, I got to pick up the floors. You know, it, it's like a. Do you ever see like a, a time, a time lapse of them like building a stage for a rock concert? I feel like yeah, that. Like, yeah. These are the, I don't know if those. They're guys the roadies. Called. The roadies. This is the roadie yeah. staff. You know, well, it's I gotta get the, You know they party. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet you after every time they set up a tent, Marari's just fucking having a rager. Yeah. Of the. Uh, it's a 6,200 person rate. So why do they have the least people for the actual heavy shit? Regardless. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys got to take the uh, the lamp. Cool. We got to get these boards and pillars out of here. Carry yeah, we probably need 2,000 less desert. people than you. That's probably why they have so many people is they just make like a human chain. And they just like, oh, right, here's one curtain for you. And he just hands it to the guy next to him. And they just move around like a like an old uh, fire team, you know. It is the one. worst. 
Um, a bucket brigade. Uh, okay, so then that's the three different little groups of clans. Then there's Moses and Aaron and their and Aaron's sons. Let's do um, um let's do uh numbers three forty. Let's start in there. I'm not even there yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, cut mine. I'm on thirty eight. Oh, sorry. So Get then there's here. so then there's Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons, and they actually uh, don't have to carry anything, but Why instead are in charge. It says they're just and I'm gonna I'm, I'm doing air quotes. They're responsible for care of the sanctuary on behalf of the Israelites, which to me sounds like what everyone else is dealing with, right? So there's um, not really anything left. Um, I mean, they're probably there for moral support. <laughs> oh yeah, great. No, no, no. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's they're it's really easy. It's really easy to be moral support whenever you get to see God roast your kids. <laughs> it's really like, easy oh, to yeah. be moral support for an army of priests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to keep them in line. But all totaled, all those men added up is twenty two thousand on the nose, which and, is con- easy yeah. to do math with. And uh, the outsider who came near was to be put to death. I, I always, every time I want to, every time there's a part of the Bible that, like, by the way, we'll kill anyone that comes close. I just want to, just like, I, I love it. I just, it just. Mwah, mwah. It is some gangsta shit for real, though. <laughs> And these are the guys that take care of the... T- if anyone comes near, we kill them, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Give usually me when excuse. I'm Usually when I'm trespassing on a uh, construction site, the signs are a lot less uh, aggressive. Yeah, it's like you might die in here, not <laughs> we will make yeah, yeah. sure that you do. Yeah, this is the law. But I want a picture. I want like a, a, a construction sign that shows you like having to wear a hard hat because then it shows like little stick figure construction men like throwing concrete blocks at you. <laughs> uh, we can make it. Um, so it says there's 22,000 Levites. That would make them the tiniest tribe, right? By almost by half, right? There's nothing. Most of them are like in the 40 to 50,000 range or more. It it does. And what's even crazier is that's including up to or anyone all the way down to a month old. Yeah, so they're even at way, way less. Um, and I'm assuming it's because they're a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. They can't even lay pipe, dude. The Japanese neats of uh, Jewish society. Yeah. On what the Bible says here is that there's 22,000 of them. Um, now, remember, as I talked about earlier, they are their job is to replace. So all these men, this isn't just the firstborn of Levites. This is all of them. They're replacing the firstborn of the other 12 tribes. Um, now, it just so happens that the numbers don't line up, and God needs his numbers to line up. There's 22,000. 273 firstborn that they're supposed to replace. So the Levites are coming up 273 men short of replacing all the firstborn of the other tribes. So God says, all right, for the uh, 273 leftovers, you're going to have to make a silver payment to uh, replace them to like basically make up for the, for the gap there. Uh, So yeah, because so wait, so basically there's not enough Levites for the yeah. firstborn for the rest of Israel combined? Yes, so there's 200 there's 22,273 firstborn in the 12 tribes. The Levites are replacing them, but they only have 22,000, so they're 273 short. You got to pay 5 shekels to the man for everyone over that number. So of so course yeah. to Aaron. So Moses. yeah, so God's basically like, "Listen, I was taking all the Levites in a place for you, but you guys got too many kids, so you guys are going to have to pay the difference." Yeah. Fascinating. Um, and they have to pay in uh, silver shekels, right? Yep. Yeah. Five. Sh- yep. Five shekels of silver for each man. Which is, I don't uh, know. It just to me, if I was dealing with Moses and his bullshit, 
at this point, I'd be like, there's so many different ways. You keep fucking scamming me, Moses. He's like, oh, by the way, we redid the numbers now, and um, instead of everyone's firstborn, we're just going to count the Levites as one, and now you owe us silver. Like, all right. At least I'm not. Sure. At least I'm not. You're not pulling these out of your ass. Goddamn time. Yeah. Every other every other way, you're coming up with a new way to fine us. <laughs> so the to- the total comes out to uh, one thousand three hundred and sixty five shekels, which is about thirty five pounds of pure silver. It's a lot. Nice. It's a hefty chunk of change. Um, fun thing that we I want to talk about. Good real thing quick. that these former slaves are so rich. Yeah. Well, they remember they stole all the Egyptians. Who <laughs> did fucking Egypt? Yeah. Um. So that wasn't even a big deal, honestly. Thirty five pounds. Um. Fun fact, since this is the book of Numbers and we're talking about numbers a lot, as it mentioned earlier in verse 43, there are 22,273 firstborn males in the other 12 tribes. How many total men are there? As we talked about earlier in the episode, 603,000 and some change. Mm -hmm. What that means is that on average, every family of Israelites, every couple, is having in the ballpark of 60 children. (laughs) So that's Uh, how that math breaks out, in case you're wondering. They should have checked their math. Uh, It is kind of a crazy, I don't know. Again, it's impossible. We talked about this in Leviticus, where there's so many parts of the Bible that people are like, oh, I didn't read that part. And then you get into it, and you're like, well, why the fuck would you? Who gives a shit? What is the point of this? Five shekels for each one individually. Why, Why did anyone take the time to write this down hundreds of years later? Unless, I guess, it's part of, again, maybe it comes into play more when they start trying to justify scamming their people. You know, like, oh, by the way, you owe the church so much money. And they're like, why do I have to give you money? Because the Levites and the firstborn, just give us a fucking silver, all right? Stop questioning. Yeah. Now, th- this is highly speculative, but I guarantee you, which doesn't really line up with my earlier term speculative, <laughs> but I bet that um, – there's a reason for each of these things that ties into whoever was writing it down, yeah, it getting conf- something done. It seems confusing. Like, what? Why, why write this yeah. out? In the inalienable world of God, who was like? And by the way, uh, wh- like I'm assuming it's like uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as they're writing like Goodwill Hunting, but it's the Bible, and so they're just sitting there smoking weed, and they're just like, what? "What? Should we have a part of the Bible where we just talk about like uh, how much people owe silver for people? Like, yeah, yeah put it in there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, how about them apples? How about them apples? They <laughs> <laughs> just sit on a couch. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be that'll be compelling uh, uh, literature. Just doesn't yeah. make any sense. So that's the third chapter. Now we know what all the Levites are up to, but we're not done because chapter four is also just about what the Levites do specifically. Now, I I almost made no notes in this chapter personally because I didn't see anything worth saying. What did you? Did you um, it's all it says. So to recap, chapter three talked about what each group of clans is taken care of chapter four just reiterates that yes each of those clans is also responsible for moving those things they're responsible Tables for Tables and wicks and yeah. olive oil and stuff like that something i under aaron's close direction because otherwise they'll die yeah just okay and by the way you have to oh 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 wait, i actually do have something so you didn't take any notes for four i have notes i have notes. i wrote Ha-ha. colt i wrote colt once <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, something yeah. I thought was interesting, and I kind of wanted to talk about because it, it's something that uh, popped out to me. Um, so basically, this has to do with the very specific rules of Kohath. Kohath is responsible for, again, the interior, the Ark of the Covenant, the bowls, the important shit, the valuables, as it were, you know? Sure. Um, something I thought was interesting is like, so, so there's certain rules. One, when you're dealing with the Ark of the Covenant, you have to take it down cover it with a veil like of badger skins and shit 
and spread over that a cloth entirely of blue and then insert poles into it so that you can carry it without touching it. Or looking at it. Yeah. Or looking it's like at super, it, yeah. super, it's just, super. Because we all that, saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you don't want to look at this thing. And he wants to cover everything with blue. And then you got to take this and you got to cover this with blue. And you got to take this and cover I was like, who the fuck are you? Eve's Klein? Like, what the fuck is this shit? And then um, something I thought was interesting is that it reminded me of something. Um, so as I've mentioned, my um, my lady is a uh, art history major, which is usually mm-hmm. pretty meaningless. But I remembered something she talked about it years ago. It touched, a, it touched my brain a little bit. Was that uh, blue is kind of an interesting color, uh, at least as, as far as like art and dye. Um, there wasn't a real effective way of making blue dye until about 2200 BC uh, by the Egyptians. Oh. And it was considered a very, it was, I, th- I think they used a type of, uh, hold on, I actually looked it up. Because I, I, I just was, I was like, blue, 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 what about blue? Because um, I remembered, so basically the Egyptians were importing lapis lazuli into Egypt around 6000 BC. Uh, and that was basically like, fuck, this is some blue shit right here. But they couldn't turn it into a dye because lapis lazuli is blue because of a mixture of minerals and shit that's inside of it. Okay. So if you crush it down... That combination is lost and it just turns into like a dust, like a gray powder. It doesn't, huh. it cannot be turned into a dye. Around 2200 BC, which is about 200 years before Joseph and thereabouts, uh, the Egyptians specifically found out a way to combine limestone and sand with like copper containing minerals, you know, and they could bake it and they could make a blue glass that they could then grind up for dyes. Interesting. So it's kind of like it would have been at the time pretty fucking badass if you could access blue dye. Like it just wasn't something everyone had. You, you know, you, you, there was no real flowers you could grind up. There was nothing you could do to make blue. So it's just kind of maybe even more so than the gold and all the acacia and all that bullshit. The fact that you can put a blue cloth over the Ark of the Covenant is kind of like, by the way, we balling over here. Yeah, we got the color the- blue, bitch. It's interesting that they're coming out of Egypt, where, as you just said, that's where it got developed. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I don't know, put yeah. one point in the wind column for the Bible here. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. They're kind of, it's just kind of an interesting, I was like, ah, finally. That's really cool. Missy's meaningless information, finally. <laughs> I feel like I learned that at some point in Sunday school or something. It, it rings familiar to yeah. me, but uh, that's, but that's something, pretty wild. There, there is a just a slight significance and kind of a historical value to the fact that they're like, and we cover it in blue. Cause at the point blue was kind of fucking badass to them. It still is, dude. I love blue. I love really blue. makes my eyes pop. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, great. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but anyway, everything, you know, Aaron's going to go around and cover all this shit up and you guys got to carry it for him. You know, and you got to be fucking careful. And here's where I, yeah, here's where I wrote Colt is in, uh, a little further down in verse 19. Um, it says, so while the Kohathites are packing all this stuff up, uh, so that they may live and not die when they come near the most holy things. <laughs> going to have that light threat. Do this for them. Aaron and his sons are to go into the sanctuary and like basically make sure everything's covered because they're allowed to look at it and touch it. And then assign, like bring the guys in then after it's safe and say, all right, you pick this up. Don't touch, you know, be careful. And show them how to go through it so they don't get, like, murdered for, uh, you know, for touching the, the objects of their god, I guess. Pretty much, Yikes. yeah. Uh, then the Lord spoke to Moses, Do not cut off the tribe of the families of the Kohathites from among the Levites, 
but do this in regard to them, that they may live and not die. When they approach them, blah, 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 they should not go and watch while the holy things are being covered, lest they die. Now, this is good radio. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you you sorry. just murmuring. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I got bored with it halfway through. But yeah, I just, 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 just agree with what you said that um, the gods, like, by the way, we don't fuck with the Kohathites, but by the way, if they go in there, I'll fucking kill them. Yeah, yeah. So they're allowed to be in there, but there's also still these really strict rules. Otherwise, they will get nadabbed and abihud. <laughs> Fucking t- nadabbed on. Yeah, exactly. Got some nadab on their asses. Um, and then it says, it basically says the same stuff, right? So the Gershonites are responsible for, what the are they carrying? Yeah, they're carrying the curtains, the mirrorites, they're carrying the structures. The and it, 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 it doesn't tell you shit. They, it just they gets, pick up the it gets, tent it, pegs. Yeah, it, it just gets that. into more detail, far more than anyone would give a shit. We already know that they're taking the boards. They're like, but yeah, but you really got to get... And also the sockets and the pegs and the cords. Yeah, fucking got it. Like, I'm not going to yeah. leave anything there. I don't know if there was like a fight every week and they're like, hey, someone left a fucking pillar over here. And they're like, that's your job. No, that's your job. Hey, verse 13, asshole. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I got it. Ooh, it nice. Yeah. You really dunk on some boys. I'm so sick of your shit, Marari. But they have to have written this all down after the fact. Like, yeah. after they were set up in Jerusalem, which is L- a crazy L- long part. Long since Tins gave anymore. a fucking mat, yeah. Anyways, know. now we know, though. Right? Now we get to talk about it, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about the numbers of the Levite clan, right? Uh, yeah. There's just a... There's, like, 9,000 dudes total to uh, move things, which was a lot. It's plenty. I would think. I, I feel like I could do this with like twelve dudes. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. One guy from each tribe. Let's Two do it. <laughs> jacked, oiled up college kids could probably do most of this. I feel like you're not gonna get any work done with them. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Yeah. I know why you ordered them. <laughs> Who um, was it we wanted? The Rock and Jason Momoa. The the Rock Angels. and Jason Momoa just yeah. flexing their way. Yeah. They're back. They're back from <laughs> Sodom. You got what I need. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Uh, I'd be like that, that old. Chapter four? I'd, I'd be like that old lady with like a lemonade. Just be like, you guys look hot. You guys ever want to come inside <laughs> the pull- tent? They're like, no, no, we're good. I'm just like, my neck is hurting. They're like, no, we're good. Thank you. We'll just <laughs> just move this pillar where? Where do you want it? Like, my feet. Body, <laughs> I'm not sure. Put it over here. Let's see how that looks. Let's see how that feels. Ooh, I dropped this. Just, oh, just bite my lip. Oh. Anyway, so that's the Israelites. <laughs> the Marari. <laughs> the Mararis. Uh, uh, so that's chapter four, right? Do you have anything else? I'm kind yeah. of biting to the chomp here for uh, chapter five. Well, According to the chomping at the, the bit. Lord, what am I? What I say? Cheap. Biting at the chomp? You can tell I'm sick. I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> sick in the head. Yeesh. That too. From all this Bible. Uh, and then just the final verse of four is. Um, you know, the Lord numbered them by the hand of Moses, and that was their service, and as the Lord commanded. Oh, fun. What good fun. Chapter 5, Ceremonially Unclean Persons Isolated. Woo! And Let's get I, weird. I title this chapter, Jugenics. Yeah. Abortion 101, right here. Uh, but, yeah, just more than that. Uh, so, let's get into it. Numbers 5. Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, and whoever becomes defiled by a corpse. We already uh, knew that. Yeah, right? we don't. Yeah. This, this has been covered. No freaks. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> no gypsies. Push them out. I don't want them. Cooties. Cooties. Uh, if, if they're a fucking freak, I don't care if they're a man or woman, out of the camp. They can sleep outside well, just so with they the get, wolves. 
it's just till they get clean again, right? So we we, uh, we went over that in Leviticus, how you get clean. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So if you're unclean, go outside the camp, We yada, 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 this. All right. And it's, the, uh, the children of Israel did so and put them outside the camp as the Lord spoke to Moses. Yeah, which is fun. That's cool. You know, they can have their little leper camp. Which is the first place G? Well, okay, sorry, I won't talk about Jesus yet. We'll get there. Uh, we're almost there. We're, <laughs> almost there. <laughs> we're, only, on, um, we're only on page one ninety-seven of uh, fourteen. <laughs> I'm just like thousands. It's perfect. We're close. Ten percent. Getting up there. Um, so then they talk about restitution for wrongs, right? We we've already been over this, but basically, add a fifth of the value. If you steal something, pay it back plus a fifth restitution. And, and then the church gets a taste. Obviously, you got to give the church a ram. So we were, again, I don't know why it's saying this again here, but it does. Now, this is where the fun begins. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about this, this section in my, in my Bible. It's called the test for an unfaithful wife. My Bible calls this concerning unfaithful wives. Ooh. So you know you're in for some shit. Yeah. I need this test. I don't really. I'm not. <laughs> um, okay. So. <laughs> Um, look of concern you well, I guess I guess my point was is that I I just find it interesting the way that the Bible likes to just pepper laws in or, or some weird shit. It always just seems like they're like, oh, by the way, and this is the numbers, and there was a river one time, and this is what we do to fuck ups. And you're like, oh, okay. It just seems yeah. kind of weird that they always try to find a way to like mix in just fucking craziness right there for no reason, kind of just arbitrarily. This, what's crazy about this one for me is it's the first one that doesn't involve human judgment. This is the first one that's like Salem witch trials level of crazy, right? Yeah. So up to this point, God had appointed all these different judges, right? Remember? Yeah. Uh, back in Exodus, Moses had like got this whole setup where there's all these different judges, and they would hear cases. This one is straight up supernatural. Okay. This is, so uh, let's, let's get into it, but ju- yeah. in case you're wondering, it, it, it's kind of like that scene from Monty Python where they're like, she's a witch. And he's like, well, what if we weigh her against the duck? And I was like, that's good science. That makes that's sense. That's exactly what's about to happen here. So, uh, Numbers 511, and the Lord spoke to Moses, took some time out of his day to speak to this directly. Speak to the children of Israel. And say to them, if any man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully toward him, and oh, it just goes on and on. So basically, if a man's wife is cheating, and she's if a man not thinks caught, his wife is cheating, let's not. Well, it says this if, is all hypothetical. If a man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully towards him, and a man lies with her carnally, and it is hidden from the eyes of the husband, she has defiled herself, and there was no witness against her, nor was she caught. Yeah, so allegedly. Thank you. So I think what it is, is that basically it's like, <clears throat> if a man, the way I interpret it is that God's like, by the way, if a man fucks, or if a wife fucks another man and they don't get caught, the spirit of jealousy will come upon the husband and he will question her. So sure. it kind of is like, like if you're, it kind of sort of. It's validating your fucking paranoid feelings. Exactly. It's like, I think my wife is cheating on me. And they'd be like, well, God the only- made me feel that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The only reason why you would think, the only reason for your paranoid controlling behavior is because God is telling you your wife is fucking cheating on you. He's like, I knew it. I think this is the most, this is the most misogynistic passage we've come across. So, and that's saying something. So basically it's like, by the way, if you think your wife is cheating, the only reason you would think your wife is cheating on you 
is if your wife is cheating on you, bro. And you're like, yeah. Because yeah, she doing it. Because she she's doing it. She's boned right now. She burning. <laughs> Get in there. Um, she's probably getting taken out back by Ramsey's your Egyptian slave as we speak. <laughs> just splitting her open like a, like a cord of firewood. He's just laying fucking rope all over them titties. <laughs> Good. Well, that doesn't really apply to this section because... We'll get to that. Uh, so the idea is like, if you think that, here's what you got to do. So you got your feeling of jealousy, then you must get an offering of a tenth of an ifa. How much was that? Uh, it's like a, like three and years. a half pounds, three and a half pounds of flour. All right. You take that flour to the priest. Has to be the good shit. Don't put any oil in it like we do sometimes. Don't put any incense. Pure, delicious barley flour, and bring <laughs> it as an offering for jealousy. So that's the weird part here is that it's not. This is all very obviously like a superstitious ceremony that they're trying to spin into like fitting into their image of God, I think. Yeah, they're, right? they're trying to justify some fucking pagan bullshit. It's like, what is this? Every time I think my wife is cheating on me, I catch 10 frogs and I mash them into a pudding and I bring it to the priest. Like, <laughs> that's some dumb shit. Like, no, uh uh, it's God. You're they're, like, fucking. They're, they're frogs of jealousy. <laughs> yeah, frogs of jealousy. It's, like, all, it's all imagery. I'm green with envy, so I'm like, okay. Just seems like you're killing frogs for no reason. If you're asking me, it just seems dumb. <laughs> Maybe I'm just I'm from the outside and I don't understand your ways. But uh, so it it says that you bring the flower as a jealousy offering to God. Now I'm gonna basically read this verbatim because I think this needs to be flushed out. Right? Do it, baby. So the priest will bring her and have her stand before the Lord, which I guess means in the tabernacle. Then he will take some holy water. This is the only time holy water is ever mentioned in the Bible. By the way, I'm pretty sure. Um, you, I looked it up. Okay, all right, you looked you, it up, because I'm... Yeah, you take the holy water, yeah, okay. and you I put it in a, cl- in a clay jar, and then you take some dust, which represents evil, is what I was able to gather, and you put the dust um, into the water. Uh, let me stop it, you there. Sure. Mine specifically, I'm going to read from my concordance here. The bitter water uh, is identified as holy water. Um, the dust from the tabernacle... Where does it say that? It has to be from the floor of the tabernacle. It's from the floor of the tabernacle. So I don't think it meant the evil. Um, well, that the way that the word they use for dust in other places is is basically is like evil, the dirty badness. Okay, it's maybe like I just be, maybe I just assumed that the dust of the tabernacle was like the spirit of God or something. No, it's I, not. I can't it's still been anything that identifies. It's still that, been tread. Okay, um, so he takes some water and some dust and he puts it in an earthen vessel. Keep going. Correct. All right, here's where it gets wild. So you got to have her stand before the Lord, uh, loosen her hair, and place in her hands the remainder offering, so the grain for jealousy, uh, while he himself holds the bitter water. So the priest is holding the water, I guess. The priest or the husband, I think the priest, lets her hair down, puts the flower in her hands, and then the priest shall have her... Um, Mine specifically says the priest shall hold the bitter water. Okay, so the priest holds the bitter water. Um, and that water brings a curse, which is why that's why the dirt is evil. Mm-hmm. This is a curse, okay. a curse bearing water. So the priest shall put the woman under oath and say to her, if no other man has had sexual relations with you and you have not gone astray and become impure while married to your husband, may this bitter water that brings a curse not harm you. Right? So you're going to drink this shit. And if you're <laughs> a good girl, it's not going to hurt you. So this, again, we're into like witch trials. Yeah. But... If you've gone astray while married to your husband and have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband, here the priest is to put the woman under the curse, right? Drink the water. May the Lord cause you to become a curse among your people. May he, 
and make your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell up. May the water that brings a curse enter your body so that the abdomen swells or your womb miscarries. I don't know why it says it twice. Yeah, it does and say it the, twice, but... And the woman is supposed to say, amen, so be it. Yeah. Okay, so now she drank the curse water. So let's which, let, let's break that down let's not, yeah. before we go further. Um, so you think your wife is cheating on you, so you drag her, probably by her hair, to the priest, and you're like, hey, I fucking don't trust this skank. And he's like, all right, here's what we do. I'm going to feed her fucking poison, essentially. Yeah, and dirt it, water. And if it causes her to miscarry, and I grab her, and I go, okay, you're going to drink this fucking poison. And it, if you've been a good girl, you'll be fine. But if you fucked up, it's going to cause the baby inside of you to die. And the woman just goes, fucking do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Amen. So be it. So she drinks the water. Uh, they then, um, so the, the priest is to take the grain out of her hands while the, after she drinks it. And then he waves it before the Lord, right? Because we do that. Yeah, he loves that uh, shit. And then brings it to the altar and burns it up, right? Right. Uh, process done now uh mine says he shall write the curses in a book and then scrape them off into the bitter water and then he shall make that's, it with, so he basically puts a curse in the water as well like a written curse like a fucking okay. seal gotcha so it's so, dust a written curse like a golem and a uh and, and then the water and then he makes her drink it yeah if she has been made impure and unfaithful to her husband this will be the result as we talked about, she's going to miscarry. She will become a curse. It's going to suck. So it's but plan if she's, P. For, yeah. Plan C for curse. <laughs> yeah, plan C for curse. Um, if she isn't impure, though, ah, she's fine. She just drinks some nasty fucking dirt water. No big <laughs> yeah. deal. Hus- husband, nothing. No, no. Uh, doesn't say anything about, like, falsely accused jealousy, right? Yeah. So next time that you hear someone saying, like, what about false allegations from women? What about that? Me too. Just point to this. Yeah. Yeah. Why, do, why wasn't there any, uh, there was no punishment for men making false allegations against their wives? Yeah. Shut up. And that's how it should be. But <laughs> Exactly. So say it uh, the Bible. So say it God. So that's the law of jealousy. So basically God says, if... Not even we're not even talking about rape. We're talking about a conception that wasn't through a marriage. God is going to abort the baby with his own curse. All right. Yeah. There's no other way to read this. It, there is no other way to read it. I assume I, 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 I thought that my wife is cheating on you, which is justified because God says that the spirit of jealousy will be upon you because the wife is cheating on no one caught her, you know. Yeah. And then the answer is I'm going to grab her. We're going to force her to drink some shit. And if she's a whore, we're going to kill her unborn fetus. Yep. We're going to do that shit. Uh, so whenever cool. Mike Huckabee, or who <laughs> was it that said it? Who was it that said the thing about it, the body has a way of... Some, uh, I, it's not some, Mike Huckabee, but yeah. Some <laughs> shitty that The body has a way of uh, shutting down in the form of a legitimate rape. When it's a legitimate he, rape, that's the one you're thinking of. And, and, and he didn't even... Uh, didn't even touch That's on without this. a curse. You yeah. gotta have a curse. You gotta have a curse. It doesn't work. It's not curse water. It, it don't do it. Uh, this is insane. This is like, again, when we were in Leviticus and we we're talking about the eye for an eye stuff with a, a dead baby, I was like, okay, that kind of reads like it could be a like he, he uh, values you know, bit, uh, innocent child life, but uh, yeah, no, this is for real. This is and uh, it, if it, and it, it is if a child is born improperly. Or and, conceived improperly. And if you're listening to this, we're not exaggerating. This is the fucking shit. Uh, numbers 528. But if the woman has not defiled herself and is clean, then she shall be free and may conceive children. Like, Bingo. <laughs> it is specifically uh, 
sterilization, forced sterilization. Yeah, it's awesome. Which is fucking badass. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with the Bible on this one. Whew. Well, so there we had it. We we started off a little slow, right, with all these numbers. As usual. But then we got hard with it, though. Always getting hard with it. We got we got turnt, as they say. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's, What's your uh, takeaways, man? That's chapter. That's five. as far as we'll get. That's numbers five. Let's, yeah. That's a that's a good read. Well, uh, I'll start number six to, uh, next week. But um, uh, I don't even I don't even know if I care about numbers five. Like, is that is that the most important one in this episode? I thought so. I guess. So. I thought the just for its current event, like the fact that it's so hypocritical that a lot of evangelical conservatives are running around saying. You're murdering babies, like, but then the Bible's like, "Hey, fuck it." This is how this if is how you murder babies. Yeah, this is what yeah. we do. If it's out of wedlock, I'll kill it. Yeah. You don't got to go to Planned Parenthood. Got, He's like, just make him stop. drink some dirt water. Don't go to the doctor. Go to the priest. He'll kill your unborn baby. That's yeah. his whole. That's In part fact, of his duties. That's his job. I think we should abolish Planned Parenthood and make every preacher in america get certified to conduct abortion uh, <laughs> surgery. if they're real men if they if they follow the bible yeah yeah i'll buy them forceps <laughs> i'll get the old crooked uh uh coat hanger i don't know some of these mega churches can afford pretty can afford like a laser abortion oh, i thought you're gonna machine. say like an uncrooked coat hanger but <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you need the hook need the hook I'm pretty sure um so let me uh 521. My concordance you know actually this defines it. Uh, hold on. The terms used to describe the malady befalling the guilty woman are probably figurative, referring to barrenness or miscarriage oh, okay. if she was pregnant. So even my Bible specifically states, like, yeah, it'll make her have a miscarriage. So I, I looked I looked this up online trying to see how the apologists handle it. And they're like, yeah, well, it's probably not talking about a miscarriage. It's like talking about her thigh falling off or something. I don't know. It was like a- <laughs> That's so much better. Uh, just having her uh, rot away. Yeah. Yikes. But uh, I think the, the thing here is that you've got, it, indisputably, they should have a storage compartment at the church full of Plan B pills. If you think your wife's cheating on you, you go in, <laughs> she takes one. If God wants the baby to live, it'll live. That's actually a fair right? point because if she hasn't been cheated on him and she's not pregnant, God will then save the baby. Plan B is going to be fine. Yeah. Do you not trust She'll God share. enough to give your pregnant wife abortion pills? I mean, she will shit that pill right you, out. Are you some kind of fucking pussy? <laughs> are you drinking golden calf juice next? We should we should do that. We should go to the church. We should find a man, his pregnant wife, and we should brace him. Just grab him by the shoulder, and be like, "Listen, man, do you think your wife's been cheating on you? We'll give her Plan B. God'll sort you out. <laughs> yeah, God'll let you know. God'll I think let we should just you know. They should just do that at first checkups for all. all uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, if, the they're, if they're real Christians, if they really follow the word of God to a T. Um, I think something I thought was interesting is this is like one of the main chapters where I kind of noticed like God just doesn't really nail it right out the gate with these laws. It, it seems sure. weird that like two years ago he was like, I pulled you out of Egypt. Here's what you do. You owe me your firstborn. Here's all your rules. And then two years later, he just kind of was like, and by the way, the deal has changed. Now you don't have to do that no more. You got to do this. Well, yeah. And that, Again, yeah. these things were written probably 100 years apart, maybe. But Who even knows? then, even if we're going to call, I mean, but even then, if it was written 200 years apart, or hundreds of years apart, I guess, like, when they were figuring this out, people didn't notice that that was kind of fucking weird. I guess they wouldn't, you know. They, they, they wouldn't. You just I mean, they're what, not. That's what God's about, you know. Yeah. 
it, it's to me it felt like um to me it felt like uh it's like when you uh you need a favor from somebody so you come really high on the fucking Ooh, yeah. take and then you bring it down a notch because it's more palatable like if i had just come out and be like by the way everyone owes me five shekels for every kid they'd be like i'm not doing that shit he's like no 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 no. actually I, I i sorry i misspoke uh every time you have a kid you have to kill it for me or murder a goat and they're like that sucks he's like or five, five shekels you're like okay okay yeah you know do you know what you, you won me over. <laughs> you won me over all right that's a lot better than that first thing you came up with it's like when you're like hey dad i got my girlfriend pregnant i need 500 for a board he's like the fuck you're like nah i just need 20 bucks for a movie and you're like oh okay just kidding, I got my boyfriend pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> yeah, it's 2019. I guess that joke would work better in reverse. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, but it just, it, to me, it just seems like, you know, I never trusted Moses from the get-go. Maybe that's just because of natural distrust. But it just seems like more and more, <laughs> like I was like, fuck this Moses guy. I don't trust him. What's he about? What does he want? But it just seems. Yeah, what kind of name is that? It just seems more and more like. Like, when they're like, and by the way, the Levites get special treatment, and we only fuck virgins, and also we want all their money. I'm just like, yeah, because you're corrupt. You're always yeah, why corrupt. wouldn't you? It just, why, why are these all adding up so strangely? It just, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't know what I expected, but I always felt like the modern-day church was always just kind of a, a bag of shit entirely. You know, like, oh, you got to come together. Sure. You gotta, we exist off your money. You got to pay us. And we tell you how to live your lives, and you're all a bunch of cunts, and we're all better than you. Like, give us your fucking money. And like, okay. And then, like, and I got to pay for a private jet so I can go to Breckenridge and preach on uh, the fucking slopes, you know? And they're like, yeah, all right. I got to go to Vail and Whoa. talk about God. And you're like, all right, whatever. Uh, obviously, you're a fucking corrupt piece of shit. So what I thought when we'd read the Bible, I thought it would be different. I just thought it would be, like... You know, like everyone always talks about Jesus like he was the perfect lamb. And maybe, and obviously I haven't read about Jesus, so I don't know if it's going to get better. But it just seems like, well, that's not what, you know, whenever you'd hear about like the Catholic Church being corrupt and these mega pastors getting caught with their gay boyfriends on their private jets in their fucking mountain villas, you'd be like, well, that's not what the real church is supposed to be about. That's just people fucking up. But that's not the real church. That's not what God intended. But then you kind of get in there. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of think that is what God intended. Yeah. Like God wanted a special class that takes money from its people and the whole society revolves around it. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's wonderful. I think it's badass. I, <laughs> I actually, I send money. To, I just will hop on to the, what is it, the uh, the televangelist channel, TBN or whatever. I just send <laughs> each of them a few bucks. 700 Club, yeah. Yeah, 700 Club, that's the one. Um, I, I wonder what it's like also to be like... If you had to, if you had to choose a tribe to be into, which one do you think like uh, would you rather be in? You know, like low key, Neftali. Neftali, <laughs> yeah, the one no one expects anything from. Yeah, dude. Obviously, like, <sighs> like I feel like Neftali is like the Hufflepuff of the team. <laughs> Just like yeah, no, one ever, yeah. no one ever wants it. He's fine. From He's getting by. You know. Yeah, um, that's what you want. Because I feel like. I feel like, 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 I feel like, imagine being a Levite. You're just fat from all the fucking meat that people bring you all day long. You're just chilling all day long, and like, they're like, "Oh, you guys are going to war." Boy, I wish I was you guys. I got to carry this fucking tent around. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> like, oh, me and me and my nine thousand buddies. Me and my nine thousand buddies are responsible for moving a fucking lamp. But don't worry, you guys are the real. Because at least if you die, it's going to be uh, in a sword battle. I'm going to get lit on fire instantaneously if I fuck up this whole yeah. tent situation. You're like, yeah. You guys get to go to Valhalla or wherever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys have to risk your lives fighting against people with clubs and rocks and shit, and we have to lift and move things from A to B. Fuck virgins and eat free food. <laughs> Boy, I wish we were you for a day, huh? 
I, I think everyone's going to get screwed over here soon enough. I don't want to do too much spoiler. But, uh, <laughs> I think I think gonna numbers is going to reveal some uh, hilarity. So all right, well, it's going to it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, great. Is that a sode? That's a sode, baby. You know what? Right. And I'll say this: that's a bit of numbers done. You know what? Everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone warned it. We're here to fucking step in that ass, tear it apart. We just finished pre-algebra, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So oh, regular algebra is next week. And then geometry and all the other fun ones. Um, One other thing. Got Oh, yeah. What's up? Before well, maybe I this is for like the, Yeah. Maybe this is more for like the numbers recap. But is it weird how much God doesn't want anything to do with these people or how like only two people like maybe it's just like, again, it's kind of the Wizard of Oz shit where there's so much corruption and some sneaky shit going on in the background that that's their justification for it. But Jacob fucking wrestled God. And yeah, Abraham ate a meal with him and shit. Uh, and now God's like, and this is my special tent with all my special food and my special incense. And if you come in here, I'll fucking kill you. Like, yeah, right. unless it's you, unless you're Moses or Aaron on a certain day of the year. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely it's definitely a different God. It's There's definitely, no way around it's it. Definitely a sneaky God. He's not the same person. I would. He's not the I, same I don't know. entity. It, I, I I can't even really take this shit seriously enough to even be like they probably were lying because they probably didn't even exist to lie. But yeah. it, it just it just seems kind of like you're reading you're like the fuck is this shit? Yeah. To me, it's, to me, it's like whenever I watch like documentaries about cults, and they're like, yeah. it seemed fine, and then he started wearing like a dead pig and taking our daughters out in the woods with him. I'd be like, yeah, that'd be the first thing I would notice. And then like eight days later, they're like, and that's when he started cutting off all the fingers of all the firstborn men. I'm like, all right, you guys really should have noticed something was off he, th- weeks was some ago stuff earlier. Yeah, there was plenty to fucking tell you that this is weird, and then it just gets crazy and crazy. Like, and now we're having a party, and there's Kool Aid. I'm like, don't drink that there's been so many red flags coming up to this you really shouldn't need it you know like i just don't know where it went wrong it went wrong months ago all right well i don't i don't want to nitpick but it's not kool-aid it's flavor aid that you should watch out for but it's <laughs> a whole side thing uh, anyways cool <laughs> I, th- I think that uh yeah i think that they're you know they're slowly turning up the heat on them they're slowly getting it crazier but i also think that there's good times ahead Right, okay. I think that some. I think some of the hard desert life is going to pay off. Right, it there's a reason better. that because I, I there's keep... a reason that people follow this. Right, if the story ended here and they're like, eh, no, we're still in the desert, <laughs> three thousand years later, we'll see. I'll, yeah, I, I, I will. I, I will keep my mind open. But there it feels like when you put a, a frog in a pot and you just slowly start turning up the heat. You know, I don't think that actually works. But uh, we'll anyway. try it. Uh, uh, it doesn't. The work, sabbath actually, is coming up. Great. We can do it on the Sabbath. Right. Sabbath. Um, guys, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. If you want to send us an email, that's going to be irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. We will take anything you got for us. Send us suggestions. We're not, probably won't, probably won't listen to suggestions, but you can send them to us. Yeah, uh, we're tenured. Cole, what do you, Cole, what do you have for the people? <laughs> I got nothing, man. Don't be you such a cunt. Don't be cunts. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was going to say, why don't you just use your fallback? <laughs> not I always got that in my back pocket. Yeah, good, good. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>